This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 26th of April. In your squiz today, Sudan starts a three-day ceasefire, Joe Biden's running in 2024, Netflix bets big on South Korea, and the UK companies that are just too rude. This is your squiz today. Claire, 10 days ago, fighting erupted in Sudan between two military leaders who were each trying to lead the country. Since then, the fighting has escalated and many nations have been talking about restoring peace in Sudan. And yesterday, the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, confirmed the US has helped to negotiate a ceasefire in the country. It's a 72-hour ceasefire, so just three days. And just to quickly remind you about how the fighting started a bit more than a week ago, there are two military groups in Sudan, and they helped a popular civilian uprising to oust the former dictator. That was back in 2019, before they seized power for themselves in 2021. And in recent times, the two military leaders have fallen out and they've now taken up arms against each other. So that ceasefire began yesterday morning our time and the hope is that it holds for the full three days. A couple of attempts last week didn't stick. So there's a bit of scepticism about whether they will be able to hold it. Uh, And Blinken and others do hope that in that time, they're able to help set up a committee of Sudanese civilians and also regional stakeholders who will hopefully be able to negotiate a lasting ceasefire and eventually peace. Foreign nations also want to use the ceasefire window to get food, water and medicine to Sudanese civilians who need it, as well as to continue the evacuation efforts that they started over the weekend. Yeah, there were a lot of nations with diplomats and aid workers and citizens in Sudan who've been able to carry out successful evacuation missions. They're countries like the United States and Russia, also India and France and plenty of others did that. Uh, For our part, Australia doesn't have an embassy in Sudan, but there is almost 150 citizens there. Uh, They've been told to stay indoors while our government coordinates with other nations to try and get them out. It remains a dangerous situation there, and while the numbers jump around, there are at least 427 people who have been killed in the fighting, mainly in and around the capital of Khartoum, and there are thousands more injured. The next US presidential election isn't until November next year, but the parties are already getting organised. This morning, we're hearing that Joe Biden will seek a second term as the US president, making a Trump versus Biden rematch the most likely showdown as things currently stand. Yeah, there's some politics watchers in the United States who have been calling this moment the coronation of Joe Biden as the head of the Democratic Party. Uh, He, of course, has set himself up as the presumed Democratic nominee for president. That's because he's the sitting incumbent and it's very unusual for a president to be kicked out. So we'll see how that all plays out. There's a couple of candidates, though, in the Democratic Party who would like 
to be the candidate. That includes self-help author Marion Williamson and also the lawyer and anti-vaxxer Robert Kennedy Jr. He's from the famous Kennedy family. Uh, But of course, it's US politics, so we'll see how that all flushes out. Uh, As for the Republican side, Donald Trump, of course, has announced that he will be running for the nomination for his party. Uh, There's still a couple of candidates to be flushed out, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He hasn't put his hand up formally yet. Uh, But Trump, even when they do look at that sort of head-to-head race, he's well out in front. And squizzers may be thinking, we're still a year and a half out from the presidential election, so is all of this really locked in? And the answer is no, not really. Primary season starts in August and goes into next year. Now, that is the process where party delegates go state by state and they get to vote for their preferred candidates. So, strap yourself in. Anzac Day was yesterday, Claire, of course, and it was the 108th anniversary of the landing at Gallipoli Beach. Tens of thousands of people turned out to commemorate the troops. It was the biggest turnout in years. Of course, the pandemic interrupted that, but still the crowds were very large, even when you look at years before that. Uh, Also some pretty rowdy pub scenes (laughs) after the official ceremonies and lots of games of two up. Um, Yesterday, we also saw a special commemoration. Uh, It was a pretty special day for families and friends of those who were killed on the Montevideo Maru. It was a Japanese ship that was transporting Allied prisoners of war when it was torpedoed uh, in 1942 off the Philippines coast. Uh, We learned over the weekend that that shipwreck had been found on the bottom of the ocean after 80 years. So that brought some closure to Australia's worst maritime disaster. Uh, When we think about the here and now, though, of course, on military matters, the day before Anzac Day, the Albanese government released its strategic review into Australia's defence capabilities. That review promises a huge shake-up of our military capacities with cuts to land vehicles so that the army can instead focus on long-range capabilities, among many, many other changes. We're expecting to see more details in the federal budget in just under a fortnight. Fans of Squid Game will be delighted to hear that Netflix is pumping US $2.5 billion into South Korean movies and TV over the next four years. Yeah, it really has been one of those parts of content on the streaming platforms that have done particularly well, Mm. especially for Netflix. Um, There's been enormous success of that Korean content, uh, talking about shows like uh, Physical 100, but of course Squid Game was the top Netflix show of all time. It racked up 1.65 billion hours of viewing in its first four weeks on the platform. It's not just TV either that they're looking at. Um, There's this Korean wave of cultural output over the last few years that's seen K-pop bands like BTS and Blackpink also gaining global success. In 2021, Claire, South Korea's cultural exports, including music, TV, movies, video games, they reached a record high of 12.4 billion billion US dollars in value. It's a lot of money. 
The English are meant to have a really good sense of humour, so I'm sure it is a national shame that the company's house in the UK, which is responsible for registering companies, has vetoed over 300 names for being too rude or offensive. Uh, Alex, I'm not quite sure why Stiff Nipples would be a business name. (laughs) I also quite enjoyed the Little Pricks acupuncture. Apparently that didn't make the grade. Um, Poop Limited was another one that got turned down. Uh, Look, all sorts of fun to be had there, but the regulator wasn't having a bar of it. Unfortunate to hear that poop was on the cutting room floor. (laughs) Very offensive. Squiz the day, Claire. Adam Bent, the Greens leader, is addressing the National Press Club. Yeah, he is. That's in Canberra and it's televised from 12.30. Of course, as we head into a new session of Parliament in the next couple of weeks, be interesting to hear where he's at. Mm. Uh, Another big day too for economists. The Bureau of Stats has its quarterly CPI figures out. So we'll get the latest on what's happening with inflation. We're back into the swing of things, Claire, after a public holiday. (laughs) We sure are. Thank you for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.